I'm out of town with my rounds. You know, but the same time though. Amen. 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 Hey, we here with another episode of On the Port. All right, guys. So look, my name is Joseph Hines, and essentially I help high performers grow their style and their network. When people look at you, what do you want them to see? What 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 do you want to communicate to them? There are going to be certain modes and, and moments in your life where you're going to have to go all in on one area. But you have to be aware enough to where, hey, hey, all right, I, I, I don't, I'm becoming Hellboy now. I don't worked out my right arm a little too much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's, it's time to put the weight down there. Like, we got it, big bro. Like, like. Uh, the beautiful thing about, I think, anything service related is if you do a good job and you take care of your clients, your business should naturally grow. Really, it's just a referral model, right? Mm. One becomes two, two becomes four, four becomes eight, eight becomes 16, yep. and, and so forth so forth, and so on. So a lot of times what I've realized with men is most men feel like they have to segment their relationships. Mm. So what I mean by that is for a lot of guys, they might have a friend where it's like, hey, this is my friend where I go out to the club with. Mm. This is my friend that I just work out with. This is my friend that I can talk business with. But a lot of times they aren't able to integrate those mm. friends. And the standard is for, for the guy who's looking for an integrated circle. Mm. Welcome back to a whole nother episode of On The Porch. Guys, we thank you for tuning in once again, guys. You already know what's going on. We always coming with some heat. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And guess what? If you're on YouTube, go over to other platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever that is. Leave us five stars, say something nice, so we continue moving up those charts and getting this out to other people that need to hear this. BJ. Amen. 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 Hey, we here with another episode of On the Porch. Y'all already know y'all can find me at underscore BJ Real. And if I don't know if y'all been tuning in to the last episode, man, but they've been they've been going pretty crazy. I can't lie. If you come out here, you're going viral. I'll tell you. Like I'm saying, bro, we're going guess for guess for guess. Like we're going bigger and bigger every time. We have another one of those guests on the podcast doing some great things out here. Going to shed some light, teach y'all a lot of game. Mike, go ahead and introduce who we got on the podcast today and let me know what's going on. I don't know who he is, guys. He's mysterious, mysterious. guys. Mr. Mysterious himself, guys. We got, we got Jay Hines, Joseph Hines, guys. Man, look, he is doing great things. Probably the most drippiest person I've ever met in my life. Okay. I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know where he gets. I feel it from. underdressed right now. Right? I, 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 I'm, I'm like, man, come on, man. I should have put on a suit or something. Today. You know what I mean? <laughs> he coming here, but you know he does it every time, and I've been seeing it. And we had to have him on because I'm just like, yeah. what? Who is he? Who is this guy? Right. So I'm gonna let him introduce himself for the rest of the time. Let him know who you are. All right, guys. So, look, my name is Joseph Hines, and essentially I help high performers grow their style and their network. So, on the style side, I have a company called Affluent where I help guys show up and basically better communicate who they are in the spaces that they operate in. And on the network side, I have a private men's group called The Standard, um, which I help high performing guys, you know, connect with each other, build with each other, um, and develop relationships. Man. Mm. So, wait. You're kind of like a stylist. Sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. like break it down for me because so, I don't know what you do. Yeah, yeah, man. So on the clothing side, the clothing I, side, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm a stylist, mm -hmm. only because for me, like you know, I'm at the point now in in my career where like I'm not going to the store and like you know about to put something together for you. Like if you're working with me, what I'm doing is I'm curating a storyboard for you and I'm making 
like the clothes for you. So, mm-hmm. you know, at, at this point, a lot, with a lot of my clients, what I typically tend to do is I create seasonal collections for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I work with a lot of high performers, right? C-suite executives, entrepreneurs, right? A lot of athletes. Yeah. So at this point, when you're coming to me, you know, it's not even necessarily just getting one or two pieces. No, we're, we're creating a story for you. We're creating a capsule collection mm-hmm. that makes sense for you. And, and that really better communicates who you are through the clothing. Wow. Right. So that's kind of what I do, uh, I would say, on the style. And I'm not necessarily a stylist, um, but I'm more of a creator, a curator um, and, and what I call a linguistist. Oh. Right. But I just do it with clothing. OK. OK. So how did you even get started in that? Because that doesn't sound like a typical field. Hmm. You just hop in or know, like, was it somebody you knew that was doing it or like where yeah, did man. that interest get sparked at? Yeah, no, I love telling this story. I was the last guy that was going to be in clothing. Mm. You know, um, in fact, I hated dressing up. Wow. Like like with with a passion. I was the last one who was going to do it, you know, especially going to like a private school. You know, you're forced to wear freaking khakis, yeah. polos, no drip, nothing but Sperry's in the closet. Fairies. Like, oh, man, I, I used oh to hate gosh. it. No Jordans. Like, Sperry's every it, Right. And then it would be annoying because, when you know, when I'm going, you know, with my cousins or my friends to their football games or, you know, to the parties. I'm I'm the guy who doesn't have the drip, you know, and they got, you got yeah, yeah, exactly, and and I'm having to wear like my my brother stuff, right? And he had like the whole Sean John pack, four yeah. X, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, so it it really was a desire for me to just be able to wear what I want versus feeling like I was forced, right? Mm. You know, to wear to dress up. But really, what happened for me is. You know, um, it, it, it was a transition of me going to college, you know, so I was coming from a basketball standpoint. You know, I thought I was going to be the next Kobe Bryant, you know, if you ask anybody. Were but yeah, yeah. But but really what happened is, you know, my junior year going into my senior year, I broke my arm twice mm. in the same year. Both times were double fractures. Second time I broke it. Um, man, I remember my bone came out of my arm. My teammates are running out the gym screaming. Ah, and I remember literally like walking to the nurse's office Ooh. by myself. And it was the first time in my life where I contemplated the ball stopped bouncing. Mm. Right. So fast forward, I end up getting surgery this time on my left arm. When I wake up, I have no feeling at all on my left hand. Doctor tells me I have nerve damage. And if you've ever experienced nerve damage, they can't tell you when it's going to come back. Yeah. So I ended up playing my whole senior season with one hand. Didn't want to tell the coaches. I didn't want him to get nervous. Oh, wow. And a lot of these potential D1 looks started looking like D2, D3, NIA. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, I was just like, man, I don't even know if I want to play basketball anymore. Yeah. So I ended up going to take a visit to Georgia Southern University and a guy by the name of Adam Hazlip. He came up to me and he said, hey, man, look, you know, we're having a program called Pathways to Success. Mm-hmm. It's for incoming African-American males. We're only selecting, you know, 100. No, it wasn't even 100. It was like 50 from this class. Yeah. Um, would you be interested in applying? So I said, man, at first, and it was weird because at first I was going to say no. But I had all this extra energy. I didn't know where to place it. So I said, you know what? Forget it. I'll apply. So I ended up applying. You know, about a month later, I get accepted. And when I get accepted, they essentially had us do this onboarding a week before school started. Mm. And when we got there, they connected with mentors. And our mentors at the time were guys who were getting the doctoral degree, mm. guys who were getting their master's degree, guys who had been on campus. They were student government, you know, presidents, homecoming kings, had their own student orgs. Um, and it was the first time I saw guys that were young that looked like me that were like choosing to dress up. Like it wasn't mandatory. They were like actually choosing to do it. Yeah. And the pivotal moment that really changed my life and really got me into menswear is when we were in our dining commons called Landra. Mm. And about, you know, six or seven of them all walked in at one time and it was like time stop. Mm. Right? Like the lunch lady stopped serving chicken, the girls stopped talking at the table. And I became fascinated about how the room shifted 
just based on what they were wearing. Wow. And that's really what started, you know, my interest in menswear. That was freshman year and I'm over a decade in the space now. Man, it's a lot to unpack in that, right? Yeah. So yeah. first off, you you obviously were playing sports extremely yeah. hard, which we all play mm -hmm. sports. We all uh, sports background, yeah. and a lot of people that watch them probably did or probably are still. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, probably are yeah. still playing sports. So with the fact that you had to contemplate, and obviously you came to the decision that you weren't mm -hmm. going to play anymore. What 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 message do you have for those athletes that are out there that's just putting their all into <laughs> to that sport like you were doing? Like you say, all I see myself doing is playing basketball, but obviously you're not doing it now. Like, what is that message? Yeah, um, so I, I think it's it's a multi-layer one, right? Um, the first thing, obviously, is that, you know, focus is key with anything. And if you have a passion about something, you want to be able to aggressively pursue it yep. with one mind. Uh, the other side of that, though, is what I would say is as a man, you should always be well-rounded. And sometimes there's auxiliary interest that still can boost the main interest. Right. So there is a level of, you know, as an athlete, when you become so focused on just doing your sport. You don't realize who you are outside of that sport because that becomes your identity. And when you look at the lifespan of an athlete, realistically, it's generally only about 30 percent of your life. If, 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 if you really think about it. So for most people, although, you know, sports can seem like everything in the grand scheme of things, it's nothing in relation to who you are as a man and your actual interest. Wow. So what, what I tell guys is figure out what your passion and your gift is. And once you do that, it frees you up to do it with multiple vehicles. Mm -hmm. So the example I use is like, you know, Michael Jordan, right? All right. Michael Jordan's gift was not basketball because if he was born in 1000 BC, he's not hooping, right? That's true. No, Michael Jordan's gift is his competitive nature. Basketball just helped him house it. Wow. So that's why once he stopped playing basketball, he channeled that into business. Mm -hmm. So what I tell people is, again, you know, try to really strip out what your gift is. And then once you do that, now you become disconnected to the vehicle and it opens so many more options. So like for me, what I found out is, you know, my gift was communication. Mm. And there's multiple vehicles that can house that gift. Clothing is one, right? I communicate through clothing, right? Even with the community, the standard, right? That's a form of communication. I public speak. That's another form of communication. Writing, that's a, like there's multiple forms of communication. And now once I understood that, I was able to look at, okay, what are the best vehicles that can help me deploy that gift? Right, right, right. And that, and that makes so much sense because yeah. you, really, you just blow my mind with that because you really never think about they think their gift mm -hmm. is the sport. Yeah. yeah. They think it's something or whatever that is. It doesn't yeah, have to yeah. be a sport. Yeah. But really that's just a vehicle. Like you said, that's just mm -hmm. using, you're using your gift to be able to make that vehicle drive. Pretty right. Much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, exactly. and, and that, that, that right there really just, just, just done on me. Really. I never thought about it like that because mm -hmm. obviously we're all good at d different things, but yeah. I'm able to do whatever I am doing at a high level because yeah. even if it was sports, yeah. so, and now you say you went to college. Now, did you ever graduate? Did you get mm -hmm. the, your degree? Yeah, no, I did. How far I did. did you go? Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was able to graduate, man. I got my uh, degree in marketing with an emphasis in um, sales and sales management. And, you know, on the minor side, I, I did finance. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, so when was that point where you turned into like an entrepreneur? Like you said, you went to college. So were you always like an entrepreneur at heart? Um, or did you like, were you going to jump so, out So, so yes and no, right? So. <laughs> You know, my, my entrepreneurship journey really started with, with selling, right? Like, I was the kid who, when, you know, my neighbors would have barbecues, you know, I would go over the barbecue and charge them to do the tires. 
Mm. Right. So like I'm like, hey, you know, fifteen, you know, for trucks, ten dollars for sedan. <laughs> you know, so so that's where it started. Yeah. And then it then it progressed, of course, you know, selling snacks at the school. You know, right. and then that was always hard because you know the teachers never want you selling the snacks. Yeah. They always try to shut down the business. And they but, made a rule about yeah, it. Like, you yeah, can't and then they made a rule about it. Like, why, why are you stopping my entrepreneurial job? Yeah, Just because I see the big Texas is is one fifty, and I'm selling for a dollar. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So you know, and then man, honestly, for me, when I got when I got to to college, it wasn't like I had you know, the, these uh, grand aspirations to become, you know, uh, an entrepreneur, you know, I, I just, I found a new love for clothing. Mm. And that was big for me because there was a period of time where I felt lost and I felt very confused. And I just, again, I had a lot of extra energy. I didn't know where to place it because mm. I stopped playing basketball and then I found clothing. Oh. So the beginning of that for me was just like exploring that. I didn't know, I didn't know what it looked like. Yeah. I didn't know what it felt like. Um, you know, and I started, you know, really, you know, working in the clothing space. I was working for a luxury retailer and, you know, I became the top salesman in the world or one of the top salesmen in the world there. So millions of dollars in clothing. And, you know, I just got to a place in that, in that environment, in that job where I loved what I did, but I kind of, you know, reached the ceiling mm. and I kind of maxed out my earning potential. And there were some things that happened in, in that environment that kind of pushed me, you know, into entrepreneurship, but it wasn't something that we like originally... You know, I was running towards it, but I kind of got I kind of got pushed into it, mm. and that's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah where, where, where I'm at today. Okay. How important is that push? Because a lot of people, most people don't do anything until they have to. Not not from a want. Most yeah. people usually don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean, a survival nature. It's just like yeah. you got to have that push, like, like back against the wall. Mm -hmm. like, okay, now I got to jump out there and do it. Yeah, man. I mean, I I think I think it was good, but like even even for me, right? So my my kind of story was. This is the first time I really told it like this, but essentially, you know, I was I was working at this luxury retailer, um, you know, and I was starting my business at the same time. Mm. And I'll never forget, you know, we had uh, basically like our soft launch for the business, and that it was in like one or two days we did like twenty thousand in sales. And in that moment, I was like, holy crap! Like this thing is serious. Yeah. So literally, like imagine, you know, uh, grand openings, you know, soft launch is Saturday. Right. You know, do that Saturday, 20,000. Literally, Sunday night, we get an email from the manufacturer saying, hey, you know, it's come to our attention that you're working with, you know, one of, um, <laughs> one of our clients. Um, unfortunately, we're going to have to cancel all your orders. And on top of that, we're going to send it to them. What? So I'm looking at my email like, oh heck, all right. I'm like, what do you mean? well that, and then and then there's so many other messed up things about it, right? Because the our rep at the time, he already knew what the deal was, and then also it's a level of like, what do, what what do they got to do with us? Yeah, for like, sure. I, I was like, they ain't got nothing to do with us. Does, yeah, right. But obviously, you know, when you're a smaller player, and you know, there's there's a top two or three client yeah. on the line, you know, obviously, you know, they're, they're gonna chomp you out. So, yeah. you know, I remember, man, like two three weeks going by just wondering like what's gonna happen like i'm going to work no one's saying anything but i'm going to work like well i know somebody knows so, right, some, right. Some, somebody didn't got somebody, somebody yeah. read it right read yeah. the situation out right so i never forget you know our regional manager he comes down first day doesn't say anything right he comes down on a thursday friday comes doesn't say anything mm. so i'm like i know this dude just didn't randomly come down i'm like like what's up <clears throat> so saturday comes he's like hey man you know, let's go upstairs, you know, let's have a talk. So it's like him, me, and, and you know, my manager, my store manager. 
and he was like hey man look you know i just want to be honest this isn't a firing conversation you know but I, you know what what made you be willing to take the risk you know we're aware of what you've been doing what made you be willing to take the risk and i said you know with, with all due respect i'd rather have um the pain of trying and failing than the regret of not having tried at all and respectfully you know i have my degree i have a lot of clients in a lot of different spaces and even if i were to get fired i know that i could do something else and get paid a lot more than what i'm getting paid now and 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 the moment for me too again and this is kind of even having to go a little bit farther back what really did it is we were up for um raises Mm. And at the time I was doing like 20% of the store volume. And I remember when I went to, to go, you know, do my review and my raise, you know, my store manager was like, yeah, we're going to give you a dollar. And I remember feeling so disrespected because I'm like, bro, I know what other people in other markets are making. And I know they aren't selling nearly as much as I am. I know how much I'm selling. So for you to give me that was kind of slap in the face. Yeah. Now, obviously, you know, if ever you negotiate, never take the first thing they give you. You know, I renegotiated and was able to get a higher, you know, a higher pay grade. But you know, for me, it was the principle. Now, granted, like I, you know, I did commissions and all that, but it was the principle of that for me. Yeah, right. So, yeah, you know, we having that conversation and it, it, it was funny because it ended with him saying, okay, well, look, write down everything you need for it to make sense and give it to us. Mm. Right. So, you know. Yeah, but at that moment, it's too late because I'm, yeah. I'm in my mind. I'm like, yeah, I know how much I just made this weekend and, sure. and how much I was going to have to sell. So I'm like, so, you know, I ended up, I ended up giving them a few things, right? Like, number one, I was like, you know, let's do a capsule collection. Right. You know, just like, you know, Yeezy has with Adidas. Mm -hmm. I was like, let's get a, a, we need a higher pay and then a higher percentage. Right. They said no to the first thing. They said yes to the other two. So I ended up getting a higher pay and then I ended up getting a higher percentage, which, you know, funny enough, ended up changing the structure for all million dollar sellers. Wow. So all of us. So, so literally overnight, my income doubled. Wow. Yeah. They, they doubled my commission percentage. Wow. So, and really, really it was a little bit over double because they also hired my pay. Uh, but at that point, it still was like I, I had tasted blood. Right. You, you know what I mean? Yep, so, yep, yep. <clears throat> you know, uh, ended up finding another manufacturer. Still was doing my own thing. Then COVID came. Oh. Right. Right. Now, right. now, now, now when COVID came, you know, I remember, man, like, first of all, they had they shut down the stores. And then when the, they opened up the stores, you know, I was one of the first people that they brought back. But they brought me back at a lower pay and a lesser percentage. And at that point, I'm like, shoot, I could get paid more for being at the crib than yeah, what I'm sure. doing now. So, yeah, you know, at, at that point, I was just like, you know what? They were giving that money. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> you know, I quit mm -hmm. uh, and, and resigned in the middle, middle of COVID, you know, and, I, and for a lot of people, it would have been scared, right? Because I had a guaranteed six-figure job. You know, my clients were set. They were the type to where they only was going to work with me. Right. You, you know what I mean? And and I did it like in the middle of a pandemic. But, you know, it just it was just one of those moments where I felt like it made sense. And, you know, the, the rest is kind of history. Mm. So so now now you pretty much brought us <coughs> up to where you started and you actually went in full time on mm. your business. Yeah. Yeah. So what did that look like? You getting started? Obviously, I had to find a manufacturer mm. or, and you're saying the manufacturer made the clothes. But do you design the clothes? Or yeah. How, yeah, yeah. how does so, it look for you? Yeah. I mean, so. So, I mean, it's a couple different layers. So um, I do do the design uh, components for the clothes. But obviously, you have to have a manufacturer. You have to have good relationships with Trusted Meals, which will send you the fabrics. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a combination of designing the clothes, 
um, curating the proper fit for the client because you have to fit the client mm -hmm. and also knowing knowing which fabrics work best for the client and curating fabrics that make sense for what the client's actually looking to do because yeah. certain fabrics may not agree with what the client's actually even looking to do and the job that they're in so having like an understanding of that you know what type of fabrics communicate different things and then even transitioning now to where like I've designed my own like luxury leisure wear collection like for instance this polo is like one of the one of the designs that I've made um, for our nice leisure work collection. Nice. Yeah, 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 appreciate it, appreciate <laughs> it. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's been fun, man. But yeah, a lot of things go into it. But the number one thing also is you have to have the client, mm. right? And I think the, the thing I see entrepreneurs struggling with the most, and especially young entrepreneurs, right? Because you see everyone on the internet wanting to get entrepreneurship. It's the hot thing. Yep. It's not wanting to actually, number one, apprentice themselves in the business that they're looking to sell themselves in. Yep. 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 And then number two, actually having a clientele base. Yeah. So for me, it's like, yeah, I was in the space for like a decade. I was selling millions of dollars in clothing. I already had a client book. So when I transitioned to doing my own business, it wasn't like it was necessarily hard. I already had a, like a base clientele yeah. right and what um, are what are some of those like the ideal clientele that you like typically work with like what like what do they have to have or like what's the typical people like clientele um like, like i said man um c-suite executives mm. um high level entrepreneurs mm. um entertainers athletes um and just overall like like professionals those are generally who who I, I tend to work with now of course there's some exceptions here and there like i might have a client who recommends me and may, maybe wants me to do like a prom tuxedo or yeah. somebody that has an, a wedding coming up and, mm -hmm. and i'll do that but for me i, I work with clients that are uh, that are looking to literally get like a collection this is a lifestyle mm -hmm. that they're, they're looking to you know have a wardrobe revamp mm -hmm. right they're looking to rebrand they're looking to show up because you know maybe they client face a lot or maybe they're in front yeah. of the camera a lot or maybe they have a brand so they're looking for someone who can help curate an image that is aligned with their brand mm. so like just saying like you look at mike what he mm -hmm. does on a day to day yeah where would you start with him yeah um like look so, just look what he has on right yeah now. no no like, what, what, yeah, what, what yeah, he need yeah yeah so here, here here's what i always say with people put you me know, on like, the spot bro i ain't drip you enough yeah so so here here's the thing man so i have a um a course mm -hmm. called perception economics where i teach you guys how to leverage image and income right um mm -hmm. and it's in our group in the standard yeah. and it's a nine-module course where i condense a, a decade of my knowledge into about nine modules and one of the things that i always tell guys is i say there's three arts types because the biggest thing is when you're dressing you have to have affinity to the clothing that you're wearing so for a guy like mike you know i, I wouldn't even start with him wearing a suit i don't think that makes sense i think that might be a little bit too um too stiff for what you're trying to do Okay. So what I would recommend is what we call arch type one. Arch type one is perfect. It's for internet entrepreneurs. It's for tech guys. It's for guys that um, might have a business, but it's a more casual business. So for mm -hmm. instance, let's say like a gym owner mm. or maybe a, a truck driver or a janitor, but like guys like that to where, you know, their income calls for them to probably be able to, to dress a little bit better, mm -hmm. but the nature of their clientele and just their environment is very casual. Mm -hmm. So with luxury leisure or with, you know, um, arts type one, what that looks like is more of a luxury leisure wear look. So I would put you in more of like an elevated drawstring jogger with maybe a polo and some sneakers. 
Mm. You know what I mean? I like that. Wh- wh- which is it's 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 dressed up, but it's not stiff. It's still very comfortable, and it's not going to be too different from what you're used to wearing in terms of like joggers and and athletic attire. It's generally going to have a little bit more stretch in it as well. So again, it allows you to be elevated, but still comfortable and not feeling like you're too stiff to your audience and you're not being authentic. Yeah, I like that. I like it, guys. As you all know, I already I do wholesale real estate. So guess what I'm doing? A lot of people may ask me this. A lot of people ask me questions about it. So I'm going to host a free masterclass. My free masterclass is August 13th. That is a Sunday at around 6.30 p.m. You're not doing nothing around that time anyway, so why not take action to change your lives? It's a free online masterclass. I'm going to show you the exact strategy that I use to make six figures in less than three months. It's possible, guys. Register now. It is free. It's going to be in the description. So let's do it. It's free. <laughs> I definitely try to be authentic. And I do. But on a day day, I do real estate. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. So, and I actually, you know, I watch the videos. So, so mm-hmm. I'm like, I, yeah. so pretty much still casual. It's mm-hmm. not like you're not going to wear a suit to the yeah. coffee table. You're yeah. pretty much going to be pretty casual. Mm-hmm. So that was perfect. I really like that. Yeah. And um, so now that we're into it, now that we know that you know what you're mm-hmm. talking about, you've been doing it for over, for yeah. over a decade at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, so what is that everyday life for you looking like in the business that you're not with? Mm-hmm. We're going to get into the standard because yeah. that's something whole yeah, different. Yeah, like, yeah. This was first. Yeah, so what? Yeah. So what does a day by day look like for you? Mm-hmm. Is doing this business, working with yeah. clients, finding yeah. clients. You know. Yeah. Um. Man. So it, it's it's really cool, right? I'm at the point now in the clothing business where I don't have to find clients; I get referrals. Okay. Mm. I love that. I'm always getting referrals. Now, the other cool thing about the clothing business is if, is if there's ever one day where I want to get a referral, all I have to do is go go somewhere to eat. Mm, by myself Mm. because with what i do it's attraction marketing i go somewhere like a pasha or uh you know la colonial Mm. la bibouquette like somewhere like that dressed up and nine times out of ten what's going to happen is somebody's going to say man i really love what you're wearing oh i appreciate it i actually uh help curate um collections and capsule collections for high performers let me know if you'd be interested Mm. So, like, for me, if I really want to get a client, I just step outside. That's crazy. Outside of that, I just manage the clients that I already have. So whenever I'm getting, you know, um, referrals, it's really just setting up that referral and, and setting up a time frame with them. Mm-hmm. You know, or when, you know, uh, customer shipments come in, of course, letting the client know that, hey, you know, your suit's in. Let's do a second fitting and make sure everything, you know, fits the expectation. But that's really what the day-to-day looks. It's unpackaging client items that are coming in, calling customers to either A, set up an appointment, or B, let them know their the item is in so they can do a second fitting. Um, if ever business is really slow for me, you know, again, I just step outside. Yeah. I got it. yeah. And you say you get referrals. So that nine times out of 10 mm-hmm. means you're good at what you do. Yeah. So did you realize like you were that good when you were like working at um, the luxury sales job or like when did you know um, like, oh, I'm different. Like, like uh, I'm something people need and want. I think my third year on the job. Mm hmm. I think is where I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm actually really nice at this, mm-hmm. right? Um, granted, I didn't even talk about that. Obviously, Instagram right gets clients as well. Oh, like yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, my my Instagram would get a lot of clients. But I remember when I was still working in retail, man, you know, they ended up giving me a sales manager position, right? Mm-hmm. To where essentially what what they would have me do is they would have me travel and help open up new stores and also mm-hmm. teach some of the guys their sales. Mm-hmm. And I remember, man, I would go to places like you know uh, Tampa. And guys would come in from my Instagram and be like, man, I saw your Instagram. I, I, I want to get a fit from you. 
And when I started realizing, oh, wow, I'm traveling to different states and dudes want what I have to offer. Mm. That, I think, was number one. And then number two, when I realized how easy it started becoming for me to curate looks. Mm. So, like, I was the guy to where, like, I could put, like, two, three looks together in, like, five minutes in the store and have a whole storyboard. I love when I go to the store yeah, and they do yeah, that Yeah, me. have a whole storyboard for the client. And when I realized how easy it started becoming for me to the fact where like i could have two three clients at a time mm. and not lose a beat and give them tasks and be able to curate them full looks with and and i started being able to and that's when i started coming up with this idea of perception economics because i started being able to listen to guys be able to ascertain you know commonalities and immediately being able to put them into a bucket of what they really needed and what made the most sense for them based on what they did and listening to their story and and, and the industry that they're in yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, so with that being said, obviously you get, you get clients from obviously stepping outside, doing yeah. this, stepping outside referrals. Mm -hmm. You already had a client base. You're just that good at it. And we know that. So when I, when, when I'm this good at this, mm -hmm. I got it. So you said, I know you said you was, you was already making the six figures at the retail. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you surpass that when you went out, went outside? Yeah, 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 so so I, I mean now my business man I, I make way more now I can never go back to retail mm -hmm. like and and it's and this is the thing man like when you start making more income you view income in like time right I, I so do, yeah, so like it. you know like like for instance right if I do let's say you know I do a two-hour appointment and that two-hour appointment uh you know it's a fifteen thousand dollar sale right right and let's say, you know, out of that $15,000 sale, I'm making 10000 Yeah. Sounds right? right. So now in my mind, it's like, okay, if I made 10000 in two hours, how in the world could I go back to another job where I might have to do 30 to make to, to make the same income? Wow. Or half of that. You know what I mean? So, and granted, and everyone's different, right? Because there's also some people who are like, man, 10,000 to hours, man, I need a hundred. Some people are like that. You know, so, so that's the, that, the and, and, and that's the crazy thing about the money game is it's always relative depending on who you're talking to. That is right, 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 right. It's always <laughs> relative. Definitely, definitely. You, you, you know, but, but like that, that's the cool thing I think about having your own business is it really, it makes you. Um, it definitely makes you look at at, uh, at time differently. Absolutely, it makes you look. It definitely look at time differently. Absolutely, like I just. It's just some things that I just won't do anymore. Yeah, like, it's yeah, just like, yeah. dude, I could have been. It's it. What, BJ understands. Yeah. It's just like, bro. It's just some <laughs> yeah. things that is just like. It's not worth my time. Forget, forget. It's not worth my time. You, you literally yeah. say it's, it's not worth my money. It's not worth my time at that point. If we go back yeah. in to work like a job under somebody, we'll be bumping heads with the manager all day. Like, yeah. no, you're not better to me than this. No, no that, that makes no sense because the time that yeah. I'm putting in at this yeah. point, and I, I know people just want. They probably don't. They if you're watching this and if you're not an entrepreneur already, you probably don't yeah. get it. You're probably just like, I don't get what they're yeah, talking about. But yeah. really, you start looking at it like, bro, I literally, because like what I do, like when I was making cold calls, when I do wholesaling, it's like, I could cold call for three hours or six hours a day, but then I could make a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. now it's off like, that one deal, off so that one like, deal. So it's like, bro, I'm not finna go back and, you know, try to figure out yeah. to how I can go 
make money and then waste a lot of time because you're really most jobs you're really wasting a lot of time anyways yeah so you're not really doing the job to fool seven, you're, eight just, hours you're, you're not doing yeah, it so yeah, so much yeah. more you could be doing so for for with that man say so yeah. say say a typical a typical month for you like mm -hmm. average like what, what do you think that that would be with income like mm -hmm. I guess you gotta say profit, but in the yeah, overall, yeah. like what? Well, the, okay, so so I'll, I'll I'll talk I'll talk like revenue, right? Re so, revenue, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not me to say. Yeah, that's not yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll talk not revenue. Profit, yeah, 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 I'll talk revenue. revenue. So, um, on the clothing side, man, it'll be anywhere between thirty to fifty thousand. Mm. Um, and the gap for me comes obviously because you know that's not my only business. Yeah, right. So if, if that was just your only business, yeah, you would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. So you know, for me, it it has a lot to do with my ability to focus. Mm -hmm. And some some months, like if I'm traveling more, obviously, like the income's gonna go down in the business just because you're not focused on the business. But yeah, yeah I mean, it will it'll be anywhere between thirty fifty thousand in, in revenue and, per month. And, and how did you scale to that point? Like, was it auto? Like, was it always like I'm making thirty to fifty thousand, or did you have to like work to that point? Yeah, did you man. have to hire people. No, you know, and that's the thing about my business I love because like we're lean and mean I don't need to hire anyone that's it mm. like like at, at the point that I'm at now I don't need to hire anyone right um and especially when we get into even like the things that we're doing in the standard it's like I, I'm 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 moving into the space now to where like I'm looking to to hire my prices and put even more of a premium on my time because now it's like because I have the standard in that community that I service and I create, you know, custom uh, capsule collections for like when it comes to clothing, if, if, if you want something at a certain price point, you can join the community and, and get that. But, you know, I, we have over 500 guys in that community, but now it's starting to come to the point where like, OK, well, if you want to work with me. This has to be the minimum price point now for it to make sense. Because yeah. I also have this other business of guys where, like, I'm servicing them. And it, it, it's, it's a lot of guys in this community to where it's just having to make sense. But uh, the beautiful thing about, I think, anything service related is if you do a good job and you take care of your clients, your business should naturally grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because, because really, it's just a referral model, right? Mm -hmm. One becomes two, two becomes four, four becomes eight, eight becomes 16. Yeah. And, and so forth, so forth and so on. So... For me, it was just it, it just servicing the clients I had really well, yeah. doing really really good work, yeah. um, making sure that the branding is always on point right. with what I'm doing on social media. So now, if you know a client does give another person my Instagram, there's a, a very easy level of communication. I say, okay, yeah, I want to work with this guy. This easy. this is I seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like, like th this yeah. is what I want. So. For me, it was it was really just just that man, you know, and that that really I think helped grow and, and and stabilize the business to where i started being able to get like consistent consistent income and now even now sometimes i don't even have to work with as many clients yeah because now the average per sale goes up yeah. right mm -hmm. so yeah, where, 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 where before you know you might have a 1600 dollars average per sale now when it starts becoming three thousand yeah. four thousand five thousand dollar average for sale you know you now actually you start being able to shrink even the amount of clients you have to work with so um yeah man it's 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 definitely it's been a blessing i love it it sounds like everything you do you're like adding value like even mm -hmm. with the fashion it's like you're adding value you're making yeah. somebody feel good in what they wear right yeah. so like can you talk a little bit about the standard and how like you're adding value it. like in that aspect yeah yeah man so um how i mean you even come up with the standard like where did it even start at? yeah so uh, well first of all I, I think it's really important to talk about the starter center so yeah. number one shout out to my business partner hafiz man he he's amazing and i wouldn't be able to build the the standard without him you know he's coming from 
from the podcast lane, you know, built to fall in over 500,000 subscribers. Mm. Um, so he, he was really doing a lot of amazing things. But the way that it happened is number one for me, you know, speaking of, of, of business, one thing that started happening in my business is I was having a lot of good momentum. I was having a lot of good sales, uh, but I never felt like I could take a break. And what I meant by that is every time I, I took, a, you know, try to take a vacation or try to go out of town, I always felt nervous because I felt like I'd have clients in the funnel. Yeah. And I never wanted to get off the hamster wheel because I felt like if I got off the hamster wheel, then I, it, it would take more effort to like get it started that's versus right just now. staying in motion. Like it, it's, right easy, it's easier for me to just keep working. Yeah, that's me right than, now. Than, 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 than to stop. And, and what I realized at that point is, man, I didn't. I didn't have, and it took me being humble is, I didn't have a business at a high income skill set, right? Yeah. Because if, if, if your business doesn't operate without you, it's mm -hmm. not a business. So what I started thinking about, I was like, man, I really need a digital product. I need something that can sell when, I, when I'm not you know, with the client or when I don't want to sell. Right. So I started thinking, I was like, man, I really need to create some type of just online digital product. And I already had a lot of guys I was going to school with that kind of looked at my brand as an aspirational purchase and always hit me like, yo, Joe, like when I get the money, bro, I'm going to shop with you. So there was this idea of like, man, what if there's maybe a, a, a lower ticket item that I can offer online for clients who, you know, may, may want to work with me custom, but maybe they don't have the income yet. Around that same time, you know, I was talking with, with my brother Hafiz and, you know, uh, obviously he's coming from the podcasting lane and, and really helping uh, uh, men, right? And we were just talking and we, we decided, like, man, maybe we should partner because obviously, you know, you have this community of guys, right, that want to level up, that want to do more, be more, have more. You know, I'm coming from the clothing end and I, and I have the ability to help, you know, propel that image yeah. to help curate that for them. Mm. You know, let's maybe, let's maybe try to partner with each other you know, and do this thing. And that's, you know, originally kind of kind of how the stand was birthed, especially even for me, because, you know, I'm talking to all of these high performers. And the one thing I noticed that was a consistent theme with all of these high performers I was talking to, these clients where we're kind of almost having these therapy sessions, right? Is that, man, all of them were making all this money, mm. right? All this income. But they would get to the top of the mountain. They felt like they were the only one there. Yeah. Right? essentially they had a backpack on them the whole time, mm. right? Whether it's family members asking them for money, whether it's friends that they're trying to put on, but just aren't hungry enough, aren't <laughs> ambitious enough, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah. They, they felt it's like real, they yeah. were the only one. And what I tell people, man, it's, it's, like, it's like, you know, climbing a mountain and then trying to go back up and bring other people up who aren't climbers. Yeah, the thing true. about trying to bring other people up who aren't climbers is eventually they're going to pull you down with them. That's true. Yeah. Right, and it's it's kind of hard to recover falling off from a mountain. That, that's yeah, not that's not sure. something you want to try. You don't want to do that one, right? You know what's crazy about that? Me and Mike, we always talk to each other. We're like, mm -hmm. dang, this person just asked me for this amount of money. Like, oh my yeah, god, I just sent this just, sent yeah. this to just help them out. And like, yeah. it's like we're like really we were like the mm -hmm. only like before we start going out and networking yeah, and stuff. Yeah. With you we guys, were the yeah. only people yeah. that we like talked to like each other and stuff about like 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 that type of stuff about. It's like I just paid this person's rent. I just yeah. helped them out with that. Bro. I just did this, but it was like it was just me and Mike. It was like nobody, nobody else, like, else relate to my age, like mm -hmm. about that situation. So like networking and community, that's like essential for you to just like feel like you're not the only one. Yeah, well, look, what I tell people, man, the, the standard essentially is a place where your weird is normal, mm. and your normal isn't weird. So if you're the guy where people are like, man, why, why you always like to work so much? Why are you always trying to talk business, right? And that's weird. It's not weird in the standard. If you're the type of guy where people are like, man, why are you working out so hard? Why, why are you always getting up so early? You know, that's weird. I hear that all the time. Right? <laughs> and, 
in, in the standard that's not weird it's normal mm -hmm. if you're the guy where it's like man why, why why are you constantly trying to trying to level up why 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 are you trying to get better spirits why are you reading so many books mm -hmm. why, why are you trying to increase your knowledge that that's that's weird yeah or it's not weird in the standard it's it's normal so again it's 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 for those guys and on the other end it's for the guys where a lot of times what i've realized with men is most men feel like they have to segment their relationships so what I mean by that is for a lot of guys, they might have a friend where it's like, hey, this is my friend where I go out to the club with. Mm -hmm. This is my friend that I just work out with. This is my friend that I can talk business with. But a lot of times they aren't able to integrate those mm -hmm. friends. And the standard is for, for the guy who's looking for an integrated circle mm, like where that. these guys are well-rounded enough to where like you can, you can talk business with them. Mm -hmm. You can go out and have fun with them. You, you can work out because, hey, they're on their fitness too. Yeah. Right. Because these guys are guys who want to develop in all pillars as a man. Right. Yeah. They don't want to be Johnny Bravo. They just don't want to hit chest all day and then do yeah. no legs no and be legs. unbalanced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah for sure. They're for guys who are really trying to grow in all areas. And do you feel like having balance like in the entrepreneurial world and just being like a man? Is that like essential in like your development and growth? Like just having a balance with like everything like business, financials. <laughs> is there a such thing as balance? So here's what I think. You have to have a balance, but obviously there's going to be periods of unbalance, mm. right? But you have to be aware enough to course correct. So there are, there are going to be certain modes and, and moments in your life where you're going to have to go all in on one area. But you have to be aware enough to where, hey, hey, all right, I, I, I don't, I'm becoming Hellboy now. I don't worked out my right arm a little too much, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's, it's time to put the weight down there. Like we got it, big bro. Like, like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like so, and that's the thing where I think guys don't get is they don't have the awareness to where, yeah, okay, cool, we get it. You've maxed out the income, but bro, like you might need it. You might need to work, you know, on your fitness now, man. Like we got it. You, you're making yeah. money, but you're a little sloppy. Yeah. body right now right, right. like it's, it's time to put that down you want you won this game let's let's work on this now mm -hmm. so that's what i think it is it's just obviously there's going to be periods of time where it might be unbalanced but you have to also still be aware enough to course correct when necessary man guys listen i'm so happy that you are tuning into the podcast as you all know i'm mr mindset and you know that i do wholesale and real estate i've been doing it at a high level for a while now so what I'm doing is I'm giving out strategies on how you can do the same. God, I have an ebook out. I have an ebook called Four Steps to Make Six Figures in Six Months with Little to No Money in Wholesaling Real Estate. Guys, get the book. The link will be in the description. Go get that. And guess what? It also comes with another book, The Perfect Mindset, Seven Thought Patterns That Can Take You From Stress to Success. Guys, both of these books will change your lives. I promise. Because if you have the right mindset and you're able to apply that mindset to something, and this something will be wholesale and real estate, you will change you and your family lives. Go get it. It's only $20. Let's do it. Have you ever, do, do you, have you ever heard of something like the four burner theory? Mm -mm, no, no, what's that? So basically, that's, it's pretty much what you're saying. You got to mm -hmm. be able to know how to be balanced. And I've learned this. Um, I, was, I used to do network marketing. I used to go door mm -hmm. to door and yep, stuff. Yep. Um, and I used to have something called a four burner theory. Sometimes, like you said, everything's, you can't have all, it's like a stove top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't have all four turned up at the same time mm -hmm. because now yeah. you just have a lot of energy burning and it's, mm -hmm. it's not going to work out. It's, one of the eyes are going to go out. Yeah. So what you got to do sometimes, you may have a period where, you know, you got, you, you got the work life, you got the yeah, fitness yeah. life, you got 
got mm-hmm. the family life, you got the social life. But eventually, you know, hey, th- this period of time, my family life might be turned all the way up when I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Yeah. When I'm younger, I'm like, hey, my work life might be turned all the way up. You yeah, know? Then yeah, when yeah. I may be too young, maybe younger, may sometimes I may have to turn that work life on medium. I may have to turn that fun life on yeah. medium <laughs> just to make sure nothing and turn the yeah, other ones yeah, off yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah, being yeah, able yeah. to have those four, four burners and understand that you can't have all those turned up at the same time, but you got to know which burners can be on at the same time and when you have to turn them off. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah, I agree, man. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I Let me ask you this, like, um, because I know you're big on, like, appearance, Mm -hmm. like, appearance, presence and stuff. So, like, how important is that, like, you walking into a room and you standing out, like, from, like, a perception-wise, like, you could be, like, one of the best dressed in the room or the best dressed in the room. What does that say, like, walking into that room, like, I came here ready today and I'm Probably the best dress in the room. So, like, people, does that mean something, or is that important? Because like me and BJ, it just we just be like, bro, we good, bro. We just let's just think it. We good today. We say that son, so, most we, of the time. No, we don't say that most of the time. Because no, we go honestly, out, we go look, when we go polishing. when we started real estate. When we started real estate, mm. we used to see a lot of guys. They used to like go on like appointments. They used to be like other like wholesalers and stuff. They used to go on appointments and like just everyday clothes. Like they're going on an appointment like this. Yeah. But we were different. We we bought collar shirts. We bought collar shirts. We'll we on. put on dress shoes. Mm-hmm. We put on like And we still like, do it casual, today. Like, yeah, we mm-hmm. still do it today. We go on our appointments and like collar shirts. Just cause we don't want to like we want to be different to a certain extent. We want people to take us serious. So like I just want you to like just elaborate on that just because you're in that style, world. Man. Like the importance of like your presence in that room. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of layers to this. Let's um, <laughs> unpack it. Yeah. So, so number one, I'm not in the business of telling people what they need to wear mm. or even what they shouldn't wear. However, what I am in the business of telling people, especially men, is to be intentional about what they're communicating. Okay. Right. Clothing especially even what a person sees, right? 60% of a, it's like 60, 70% of a person's first impression is based on what they physically see, mm. right? The brain processes the images 60,000 times faster than it does words. Mm. So regardless of how you feel about it, right? But regardless of what you may think about it, right, wrong, morality-wise, whatever, the facts remain, what people see plays a large part into what they see, mm. right? What they think. What they think, what they perceive, Right. Their interactions with you. So what I always just like to tell people is, man, when people look at you, what do you want them to see? Mm-hmm. What 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 do you want to communicate to them? Right. Everyone. Right. You, you've been online. Have you ever went through one of those E-verifies? Right. Where it's like click three crosswalk. Yeah. To prove you're, <laughs> a human. you're a human. Right? And everyone hates it because you're always like, dang, I want to click that crosswalk in the, in the corner, man. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, it's like, is this part is, of it is or not? It? Is, it? Yeah, is it a trick question? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but the, the, the reality is, man, this is so real because in real life, people go through their E-verify methods. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. They, they do. Because the first thing a person is going to do when they see you, right? Let's say you say you're a businessman. The first thing they're going to do when they're taking you through their own E-Verify method is they're going to pull all the previous information of businessmen that they've seen, perceived, or thought of in the past. Mm. Second thing they're going to do is they're going to assign it to what's in front of them. So this is you. They're assigning what they, they've, they've perceived as businessmen in the past. And the third thing that they're going to do is they're going to confirm. Mm-hmm. And the question is when they confirm... Are you going to have to reapply, do it again, 
Mm. Or is that going to pass through? Right. And that's what I always say to guys is, man, just be intentional to understand however you choose to dress, right? Because you can, you can dress however you want to dress. Is that being intentional and is it communicating what you want to communicate to the audience that you're looking to either, you know, sell to, the audience that you're looking to interact with, or the audience that you're looking to capture? Man, that's a great perspective. That's great. Like, because it's like, you just think, like, bro, I love that. I love the way you come at it. It's like, bro, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to wear. It's all up to you. And they pretty much, that's why you say you tell stories and you help them mm -hmm. communicate. Because they're like, if you want to present that you are a, a well-rounded entrepreneur or exec, yeah. I'm going to show you how you need, mm -hmm. how you should dress yeah, to do yeah, that, to, yeah, bring, yeah. to give that message out. And to a certain extent, it's like the better you dress kind of correlates with the like more success a person has. Because mm -hmm. typically, I know you can have money. You could like, oh, like this money's nothing. I'm going to dress down and stuff. But typically, like when you're in a room with like other people, it's like the most people that are like more confident or have like the most success or like more knowledge to tell people, they're typically dressed better than like the other, their other counterparts and stuff that they're sharing knowledge yeah, man. I, I mean, the biggest thing is uh, I'm always saying, like, just try to be as congruent as possible. Right. So I think a lot of a lot of guys, they struggle with the congruency of it all. So there are some guys who make a lot of money, like disrespectful amounts of money. <laughs> and and it, Fuck you, man. right. Yeah. Like and I've worked with in the past and they're like, man, look, they, they have this disconnect when I tell people between, you know, performance and perception. Mm. And they say, because I'm performing so much, I don't care about how I dress. You're going to have to take it regardless. Mm. Right. Because I'm nice. Yeah. Most people not today. Right. And 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 that's cool. Today, I, to them, I say hats off. However, what I always tell them is, look, I understand you're dropping 30 a night. Mm. But is there a possibility? Right. That instead of having to drop 30 a night on 25 shots that you could do it on 15. Yeah. Mm. And that's all perception and dressing Ooh, is. He's good. It it, do, it doesn't it doesn't mean that you can't get to that outcome, mm -hmm. but is there a chance that you could do it more efficiently, mm -hmm. right? Because there's a level of when you're talking nice and you're dressed nice, there's a level of congruency that happens to where people listen to you a lot easier than you having to do extra work. Yeah. Because how you look is not combining with what you're saying, mm -hmm. right? There's a reason why Beyonce is a star, right, and has a little bit more notoriety versus Jill Scott. Mm -hmm. Jill Scott's an amazing singer. Great singer. Fire. <laughs> you can't tell me that she can't go with Beyonce. Oh, absolutely. From a singing standpoint, you cannot yeah. tell me she cannot go. Yeah, right. But when we're looking at some other intangibles, when it comes to the idea of performance as well as perception, Obviously, there's some things that are differentiating factors, mm -hmm. right? The same thing even when, 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 you, when you look at a, a rap side, right? Like, what I always tell people is, man, I'd rather be the guy who can go pop than just hip-hop. Yep. And, he, and, he, and here's what I mean by that. It's not saying that I don't like hip-hop. I love rap, right? But it's a reason why it's a lot easier for a Drake to sell out multiple stadiums than a little baby. It's not, it's not always skill set, right? But it's this level of, hey, performance, perception, and also the audience size that now you're able to reach 
because of that. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So again, it's it's not and, and I always tell people it's not a right or wrong. I'm not I'm not telling you what you should do. Yeah. But what I am telling you to consider is is there one a a way to do what you're doing more efficiently, and b is there a way to capture even more people in the long run if you perhaps did things a little bit more differently? Now, if you're fine with both of those questions, continue to do what you're doing. I'm not going to tell you to change what you're doing. However, if you are looking for adjustments, then I think there's conversation there. And Man. that's kind of always my point. Yeah. Man, so that was just some heat. And it's just like. You know, I'm like speeches right now. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, this is crazy. Because it's like, you know, people don't think about it that deep, right? They yeah, just think it's yeah. clothes. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's clothing or yeah. it's the community or whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm yeah. just, this is just my homeboys. I'm mm -hmm. still going to be able to perform, even just like with the standards. Yeah, like, yeah. I, you can hang out with anybody out there and probably still be yeah. successful, but you're going to eventually hit some type. They're going to probably yeah. start pulling you down. So just, just like the standard, not only with clothing, it's just like being a part of the standard is like, Okay, great. Yeah, you keep hanging out with the same people that you've been hanging out mm -hmm. with, or you can keep not being with anybody and keep doing this alone. But how uh, far are you going to go? Well, and what I tell people, man, I, and here's where I really started even coming up with this idea of perception economics and, and the power of it. It goes back to college. I remember I was 19, mm -hmm. maybe 20 years old, and I remember I got my first speaking engagement. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget, you know, I had, it was um, Armstrong University. They reached out to me and they said, hey, you know, we're, we're having a gala and we'd love for you to be our keynote speaker for 45 minutes. Mm. Now, at the time, I, I, I was freaking amazed because when you went to my Instagram at that moment, I had no speaking content on my Instagram. Right. So in my mind, I'm like, wow, the heck are they asking me yeah. to do a keynote? And I ain't got no speaking content. So, you know, my, my next question, right, is, uh, um, yeah, so what, what, is, what does the budget look like? Let's get it. What does the budget look like? And this man came back to me and said, hey, look, we're, we're willing to pay you an honorarium, right? Because that's what they called an honorarium. An honorarium of $1,000 for 45 minutes. You say, oh, let's go. Now, I don't know about you guys, right? But at the time, being 19, 20 years old and somebody being willing to pay me, you know, $1,000 for 45 minutes, that was, you good. know, mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Especially considering that I had no speaking content on my Instagram. When I asked him, yeah, what made you want me to come speak? It was like, man, the way that you dressed, the way that you presented yourself, we want you to speak on image mm. to the young guys and our college guys, Right at the school you know we really like the way that you present yourself and you know we, we love for you to just share a little bit on what makes you you know you yeah man right now i could have been trash at speaking right <laughs> and i just know. ran ran they off on a plug with all the money now <laughs> obviously yeah you know i was i was i was able to knock it out the park but from from that moment on i realized the power of being able to leverage image into income and even more so right like when i've got i've even gotten certain certain clients you know and being able to work with people like a will pack or, or you know when i was able to do some content with katino mobley and all these things like this this came from my instagram man you know it's important how so yeah just how, how you're perceived man it's important definitely it's definitely all about your brand that's how it's crazy how important branding was especially yeah. when how old are you now 29 yeah 29 29 yeah. still young yeah. you're yeah. still young but yeah. Yeah. even Back in when you were 20 years old, it's still like people didn't even think about social Bro. media that way then. How people wasn't thinking about making money off of social media that much back then. Nah, yeah. And he yeah. say, I'm a, I've been doing this. And let me yeah, ask you this. Yeah, what age do you get to where 
Cause it's a big in like our age in times nowadays. What what would you say like your personal opinion? Like where you stop wearing like the graphic tees and like the stuff like that and start putting on more like mature clothes for like a, a course more like mature woman and stuff. Like what's that age where you're like, okay, I need to put that up in the closet and like uh I mean so all right, so number one, I'm always very big on clients not aging themselves out. Mm. So I do think you need to wear age specific attire. Right. So, you know, if 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 you're if you're 14, I'm not, you know, campaigning for you to go to school in a full three piece. That's a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it is right. Thing. Like, you know, it, need, it needs to be age appropriate. However, again, what I am saying is there are still are efficient ways to be sharp mm. and nice. Now, I know for me in terms of, you know, my transition, I, I kind of started leaving that stuff alone at like 18, 19. Mm. Right. That's really when I started transitioning my whole wardrobe in terms of you know dressing up more literally and that was the moment too where like i started experimenting right because like i i was the guy who i I went to class with a suit before but then i was like okay this feels too stiff so okay how can i still be dressed up in class but not come across as pretentious okay cool well well, how how can i like dress up at the house party but not seem like i'm i'm hot or i'm doing too much but still be the best dressed guy in there right right so like i started a lot like real time experimenting with different styles and understanding how to dress in different environments that made the most sense. And that's how I created the three archetypes, mm. right? To be able to seamlessly interact in all these different environments and spaces to where it still makes sense, but it's not, you know, it's not too much, right? Like even, even for instance, like today, like I didn't wear a suit, mm. you know, that was like intentional. Yeah. I wasn't going to wear a suit, right? But I'm still at, at a point to where like I'm dressed up enough to where I'm, you know, I'm still representing my brand. Very well. You, you, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's just like, it's just understanding understanding those things and, and, how, and how to maneuver in those spaces. And what are the three archetypes? If you can like break that down. Yeah, yeah. So again, um, archetype one, that's going to be the most casual. Again, those are for the internet entrepreneurs. Those are for the guys who are in, in more casual spaces like the tech guys, etc. Then you have archetype two. Those are for, let's say like the real estate agents, um, maybe the sales reps, the guys that are in slightly more professional environments mm. right so they need to be dressed up but they still don't want to be too dressed up uh be- because their client doesn't want to be with somebody that's too pretentious oh, especially okay. if they're if they're if they're client facing right right and then our type three is like your most professional environments like like your investment bankers mm. your finance for, yeah. uh you know professionals they're the people that are in the most corporate environments and need to be you know dressed to a certain level okay. because of the space that they operate that's in the code. yeah and, and and that's typically what the three archetypes are and there's different levels of dress for each one which i outline in my course in the standard and i even have a lookbook like detailing like hey this is what our type one should look like this is what our type two should look like this is what our type three should look like mm-hmm. so it's very very clear on how to be able to maintain all of these different you know uh archetypes mm-hmm. man that is crazy because I, I definitely need to get into that lookbook yeah i gotta go find a lookbook yeah, 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 but i mean so i mean so you're you're yeah, always yeah. you're always stepping out and you're always stepping out yeah Graciously, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, I want to say myself, right, graciously, I'm trying to find the right word, graciously, right. So I got a question. So like, usually, uh, so outside of work, which I don't, I don't even know how much you work, really. I'm very confused. <laughs> but but you know, he's, do you yeah. when, do you go out? Like, do you even go out? Do you go out to clubs? Do you do any of those things on the outside, oh. or are you just pretty much like I'm business and I just need to handle my business, or or how does that work? So there's only two times I go out. Only two times. When, when is that? The first time is with the standard. 
<laughs> of course. Right? So, you know, we, we, yeah, yeah, we, we, we do experiences all across the world. We do socials that we host as well. Yep. Um, so generally, I will go out with them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in a, in a way, that's still business. Right. Right. The second time I, uh, I will go out is generally um, if it's with friends. Right. Right. And generally, you know, that's more celebrations. Right. Maybe, uh, you know, a friend might have bought an apartment building or maybe it's a friend's birthday. Mm-hmm. Or may- maybe they just hit, you know, a win in the business. Those are times where I generally, like, you'll see me in the club. Other than that, it's a very rare sighting to see me in the club. Right. I rarely will ever be in the club. Um, I might go to a lounge. I'm a, I'm a really big proponent of vibes and luxury spaces, so I love rooftop bars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, you might catch me at, like, a whiskey, uh, a whiskey blue, right, or a rooftop LOA, mm-hmm. right? Like, you, you might catch me there or the Thompson, mm-hmm. right, or, or St. Julep. Right. You, you, yeah, yeah, you, 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 you might, yeah, right. you, you might catch me at those, but like, it's, it's very rare that you're gonna catch me at like Revel. I feel you. You know, or, 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 or my birthday last year. And there's not wrong. Like I've gone to Revel with the homies, but like, like that's that's not an every Friday Saturday event. Like right. you know, that's, that's like you know what I mean. Or maybe RIP. You know, you're not gonna see me at Gold Room. Like. Right. It's very, very rare you will see me in those spaces. Like, right. and, and it's funny because whenever people do see me out, they're like, what? Like, you're out? Like, you're outside? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, I decided to you know, <laughs> step, step out for a second, you know. Is that intentional or, like, for your brand or is it just kind of like, this is not something I want to do? Um, I mean, I guess maybe a part of it is intentional, but for me, I like I like operating in elevated spaces. No, Like, no no disrespect to those spaces, but, like, it, you know, yeah, but, like, like for me, I like, it's not necessarily as fun to go into a space where everyone's gonna have a rello out and then I get cotton mouth and then I you know end up <laughs> leaving the club smelling like you know uh for, for real or like a pack of black and mild no like like respectfully like we've all been to Atlanta uh, clubs everyone sits down you know everyone smokes they pull out the rellos now I'm getting cotton mouth I'm having to ask the waiter for like three four things of cokes with light ice <laughs> just so my throat's not <laughs> killed yeah <laughs> Like, and then, then when I step out, like my clothes is smell like, you know that that's not necessarily for at this point in my life. I'm not saying that's not a dope experience for other people. For sure, yeah. that's you. but but for me, that's not a dope experience for me. For sure, you know, for me, I'm trying to be you know 40 floors up, looking over the city, you know, uh, vibes, right? Music in the background, you know, little light breeze, you know, in, in Atlanta coming through, like those for me are vibes you know being around other high performers we're talking you know whether it's business or what we're trying to do like for me at this point in my life like that's super super dope now don't don't get me wrong like i love turn up i love having fun i i have that 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 in me mm-hmm. um but like consistently like nah i just it's, it's not necessarily where i'm at right now gotcha so i mean this is, I just got a question. Do you, so when you do things like that, like what type of food, do you attract the right a type of ten, ty, right type of attention when you're doing yeah. those things? Like, yeah. or like, what is it? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, man, like here, here's the thing. And I always try to tell guys this. And, and whenever I, I talk to guys about this, it seems so like esoteric and so unreal, mm. right? Cause when I tell guys like, hey man, look, if you want to experience what it's like to attract women to you, to have women coming up to you, you know, let's say, you know, giving you a compliment or, or trying to get your number, mm-hmm. right? Not saying that you still can't go out and get what you want as a man, but mm-hmm. it, but but if you do want to experience what that's like, dress up. Mm, I believe it. Right? 
like I like I, like I promise you, like if you start dressing better, if you start taking your grooming seriously, if you start taking you know the the way that you you carry yourself, the way that you smell, like all of these things, seriously, man, like real time. And it's funny because like a lot of guys in the standard, like they've seen it real time, where like you know a girl come up and I'm just like you know it's not what I'm on right now, but but like they they, yeah. they see it like that that happens a lot right yeah. like like and i sometimes i wish i could have like a camera with me so i really because when people hear it they think i'm lying I don't and i'm like I, this is like this really like happens like really walking on the street girl hey hey you like it it really happens so i mean yeah but also too what i'll say is it also serves as a filtering system for the wrong girl mm. and for the wrong types of people yeah Right. Because you also have a level of like if if a person feels intimidated or if they feel like they can't get over on you or if they like they now won't approach you. Right. Because it's like, oh, that's too much. Or I can't handle that. Or I can't walk over that person. Yeah. So it also serves a filtering, you know, uh, a process for the wrong types of people as well. Right. And from the female perspective, it's like you can't really blame them for being attracted mm -hmm. to that. Because like like as I got older and learned, I'm like females are mm -hmm. attracted to success. So yeah, it's like yeah. you can't really fault them that they want to be with a successful man that knows what he's doing. And like we said, like oh, kind of your appearance <laughs> is you like is it correlates with the way like your level of success. Bro, so this is really big and here's what I'm gonna tell people. And this is this also goes into a deeper conversation of luxury versus designer. Mm. The reason I like menswear in particular is because menswear tends to be more on the luxury side of things, and it's more if you know you know. Yeah, it's not heavy brand labels. It's it's not a lot of a uh, flash. It's it's more about the execution of the piece and the finish of the piece. Mm. And what I will say happens when it does come to dressing up, especially if you're doing menswear, is you'll attract less mercenaries and more soldiers. Mm. What do you mean by that? So yeah. what I mean by that is mercenaries, right? They go for the highest bidder. And when you're a guy that, let's say, dressing in more what I call designer level pieces, let's say the Cuban link, mm. the Gucci print, like yeah. the, the bust down AP, mm. all of those things, those are more things to where it's going to attract mercenaries. Mm. People that, that when they see that immediate signs of wealth, like that smacking in the face, yeah. they're like, okay, he got money. I want to talk to him. Versus the menswear guy. It's more based on, wow, I really like the way he put that together. Mm. It really looks nice. That looks sophisticated. Yeah. So, again, the diff like, again, with designer level pieces, it's generally less about the execution of how it actually looks yeah. and more about the show of what he actually has on and the upfront ticket price of people knowing, oh, yeah, you got money because yeah, he, he got, got the, he got the, he got the bit with the new Dior, the with the new da-da-da-da. Y'all so, can't dress. That's so, what he said. So, <laughs> and no, and it, and, it, and it's it's not saying necessarily that you know, they can't dress, but it does attract a completely different type, different type of person. Like I remember, I was talking with my homies. He's like, "Bro, why am I attracting all these girls? They asking me, you know, to pay their rent first. I was like, "Bro, pull out your pull out your Instagram." Mm. He was like, "He was like, he was like, okay, he was like, cool." I was like, "Bro, the first picture you had was an iced out AP. Second one was a stack of a hundred thousand. The third, like." Bro, what do you mean? What do you, what, yeah, what do you mean, bro? You, you the stack on you, the dresser. Yes, bro. Like, 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 so, so what I'm saying is, guys, just, just be cognizant because if you lead with that, you're going to get the mercenary pack. Yeah, and you can't blame them. It's like, you're showing me money on Instagram. So it's like, why wouldn't I come and be like, oh, he has yeah, money. Let's it, it, go to this place. Exactly. Because, you know, the person that's a little bit more, uh, you know, based on that substance, right, isn't going to be necessarily attracted to that as much mm. not saying that of course you know I, I think one of the the 
you know, emotional needs of a woman obviously is going to be financial security. Yeah. Sure. Right. But but how that plays out looks very different for for different women. And how that looks looks very different. What you mean? Women. At different ages. No, I know what that means because it's like, it, you got to think about it because like, you got to think about it in high school, like let's say high school to college, it's like typically the guys that get the most money, not not that, not the guys that get the most money, mm-hmm. the woman, like that, the guy, like the, the type of guys, the women attract are the guys getting money. And typically that could be like, oh, a scammer or somebody mm-hmm. that's just like flashy and like the better clothes because mm-hmm. they're like attracted to the guy that's making the most money. So it's like, I don't know why it's always like a, they, it's like, like I said, it goes to like a assisting. It's like, they're always attracted to like whoever looks like they're making the most money. Here's what I've noticed. And this isn't to be offensive. It's just a personal observation. Mm-hmm. Obviously this could be wrong. There's variants. Different people have different experiences. But what I've realized is when you lead with a, a lots of money and lots of flash, it generally tends to attract the woman that is the most susceptible to money. And how you get them can be how you lose them. And the reason I say you don't want to attract mercenaries is because there's always going to be somebody who can outbid you. Mm. Yeah. Right? And women who tend to have a proclivity to being easily attracted to a guy that front faces with money tend to be women that come from the most financially destitute environments. Because mm, it's like they're longing for that. So women that have grown up very, you know, financially poor, yeah. right, have, have been in very bad financial environments at the home tend to be the women that are the most like susceptible. If a guy shows money, like, oh, OK, because th- that's such a high need versus women that aren't tend to come from environments where maybe, you know, both parents in the household or they were in a more financially stable position. So although, yes, they appreciate financial security because they come from that. They also now are able to look at higher needs such as like emotional, right? It's like, it's like Maslow's hierarchy, right? Maslow's hierarchy states that you can't worry about your higher needs until your lower needs are fulfilled. So if you have a woman whose lower needs is this basic necessities financials, if she's never had that fulfilled, she's not even able to get to the higher point of like, okay, well, how does this guy treat me? Uh, how, How do I feel emotionally with him? How do, like, these are not even higher needs that they think of. So that's why I say that it's, it's more of a mercenary mentality versus a soldier mentality. You know, loyal to the soil. You know, they want to fight for one nation. They don't worry about, you know, how much you paying on the other side. Like, they, <laughs> I'm rocking with the U.S. Right, that's right, it. Right, yeah. like, 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 that's it. So that's just been kind of an obser- observation for me. And, and that's why I say, like, you know, financial security looks different in different women. And it's attracted mm. differently in different women. Mm. Like you said, how you get them is might be how you lose them. Yeah, for sure, yeah. and that makes That's perfect sense. Though. Man, I got I got a question. I got a question, right? So obviously, I've been out with you before. I went to, mm-hmm. I went to your birthday party and everything, and mm-hmm. I overheard. I was like, they was like, you want to drink? He was like, I ain't never drank before. I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm in this bit with a yeah, cup yeah. in my hand. Like, should I put it down? <laughs> should I put it out? Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, where's yeah, my yeah, cup? Yeah, why yeah, haven't yeah, they brought yeah, it out yet? Yeah, 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 <laughs> so so why it, my it's yeah. an open bar and everything? I'm yeah. like. So why, why don't you drink? I want to ask you this yeah. question. That's so bad. I'm like, why? so what is that? What made you not drink? Yeah, man. So, you know, I, I tell people, um, you know, I come I come from a family that struggled with um, with alcohol. Man, mm-hmm. I have a lot of alcoholics in my family. Uh, family struggle with alcoholism. And for me, I never trusted my ability to moderate it. And I felt like in order for me to break that generational curse for when I have kids, I have to not do it. So now, mm-hmm. even if my kids do decide to drink, there's a level of you know, example in the household to where they're not going to overindulge. 
right? Because if they've seen their father not drink at all, even if they do drink, it's a level to where like they aren't gonna they aren't gonna overdo it. Right. And I just felt like for me, I had to make that responsible decision to to not drink at all. Now I don't mind people to drink. I actually have a bar in my spot. Right, like, like you know, I, you know, I, I got the grandma, yay! I got, I got all of it. Right, got the wine, got everything. Um, but I, you know, I just, me personally, I just, I just don't drink. I don't partake. You know, I respect that, man. Yeah. I respect. It. You wanna know yeah. why? Because that's the reason that I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. Like people, are like, bro, why, you, why you don't smoke? Yeah, everybody yeah. does it. Because I've seen literally my whole family like overindulge into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and it's just yeah. like that's not something I want to do because I'm like, I just feel like. It's distracting. It's a mm-hmm. waste of money. It's it's yeah. just so many things, and that's why I don't do it. I yeah. don't want to. Now, have I went to L.A. or something and like got an edible? Yeah. 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 Now, yeah. I a bitch, you know. But it's not out like it's not yeah. like something. Yeah. I'm out of town. Yeah. Yeah. Rounds, you, know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But at the same yeah. time, though, I just understand that I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. be yeah. home. You're not gonna catch me here yeah. smoking. You're not gonna catch me here on the edible. You're not gonna catch any of that because yeah, that's, that's real, just man. not. I've seen it and I grew up on it. And I want to. I, I want to break that. I don't. I don't yeah. want because that's I feel like that's just it just as weed. I know mm-hmm. people like alcohol is worse than weed. I'm like, bro, I ain't gonna lie. All of it all does of it. something yeah. to you. Y'all yeah, just don't. Yeah, they, you're yeah, not people like yeah, you heard somebody yeah, say, I'm yeah. not addicted to weed. You can't get addicted to weed. Shut up. Yeah, you yeah, can't. Why you keep you literally yeah. are going broke right now? You got ten dollars in your pocket yeah. and you trying to find a way to buy weed. Facts. Yeah. Facts. So that's just that's huge. Draw center, yeah. Everything. It's everything. So man, it seemed like we done we done been here for a while, huh? How long been it take? <laughs> Our, yeah, for sure yeah, yeah. it's like we've been for a while man but I definitely we definitely gave a lot of game right yeah, you done gave yeah, out so much yeah, yeah. but we dropped these episodes at the beginning of the week right okay 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 so we always like to leave them with something they can actually go implement yeah. this week to just start having some success in some type of way whether that's mm-hmm. mentally physically emotionally financially spiritual whatever that is mm-hmm. so leave them with, give we call it give them some give them some mm-hmm. game that they can go and implement right now that'll actually make their lives better this week Whew, man. Um, okay, so I, I think it's. I'll give them. I'll give them three things. Okay. Um, first thing is model, right? I think the easiest way to find success is figure out people that you want to model. And one of the, I think the things that's really helped me out is I've always been able to model myself after the people that I look up to. So number one, if you're on the couch, you're not seeing much success, you're not seeing much momentum, you're, you're kind of feeling stuck. The first thing I need you to do is I need you to find three to five people that you look up to in the industry that you want to have success in. Oh my gosh. You need Where's to find three, you, 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 you need to find three to five people, right? After you find those three to five people, you need to do three different things. Number one, you need to follow them on Instagram. Number two, you need to consume every audio, podcast, whatever, by them. And number three, if they have a book, you need to read that book. Mm. Right? That, that's, the, that's the first thing. Because what's going to happen is as you begin to model yourself, right? That's the, the beautiful thing about the internet. Even if they can't be an a in-person mentor, they can be a digital mentor. You're going to begin to adapt the, the, the conversations. You're going to begin to adapt the thinking. You're going to begin to adapt the inspirations that those people have because you're modeling yourself after them. Because right now, the reason why you're probably not having the success you want is because you're not modeling yourself after the right type of people right so sometimes you have to change the model right if you know that that's the reason why they make new cars every year right mm. they update the cars because that old model's not working right they, they, they have some tweaks that they need to make maybe it's a new engine that needs to be put in there a new gps system you need to update the model uh the second thing that i would say is if you're not finding success you need to find some type of uh of in-person community 
Mm. You need to find a community, right? One of my, my favorite things, right? I was never a science guy, but one of the most fascinating things I learned in science is, is, is about chemistry, right? And the cool thing about chemistry is every atom in nature is modified by its nearest associates, right? So hydrogen plus oxygen equals what? It equals water. Mm -hmm. So the thing that I want to ask you is what are your nearest associates making you? Again, if you're not, if you're not having the right type of reaction in your life, it's because you're not around the right type of people. So what you need to do is you need to figure out, right? Where are the people there you can have the right type of reaction? So I don't know what industry and maybe you're trying to do real estate. Maybe you're trying to do finance. Maybe you're trying to do credit, but you need to research where these people are at, right? Where they're meeting at. And you need to do everything in your power to get in the room, right? Hey, and if, even if you're interested in the standard, maybe you can apply it again the standard. But even if it's not the standard, you need to find the community that is going to allow you to get into the room. Third thing you need to do, right? This is really, really important. This is really important because this is where the attraction marketing comes in. I don't, I don't care if you don't have Instagram, right? You need to start. We need to start some type of social media and you need to start branding yourself, well, you might even be saying, well, Joe, like I'm not, I'm not seeing any success right now. I, I don't know what I want to do. That's the perfect point and reason you need to document because that's where your brand's going to start. Hey guys, look, you know, I'm not having the success I want, but I wanted to bring you guys along this journey with me to document the process. I know a lot of you guys might be feeling like me. Maybe you're not having the success you want. Maybe you're not in the spaces you want to be, but you guys can come along this journey with me and maybe we can develop a community of guys just trying to make it, even though we're not where we want to be. Mm. So those would be the three things that I would implement where you can start having success right now that you can start at home right now, right? Even if you don't have any money, right? As long as you have a cell phone, you can find out these things. Um, and those would be the three things I would implement. Oh my gosh, turn the episode off, but wait. Turn the episode off, go do what he said do right now. Like right now, right now. Turn it off, turn it off right now. But before you turn it off, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, guys, so we can make sure that we get these messages out to the other individuals. I'm right here. I'm right here, guys. Listen, look, guys, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure that you guys are actually taking the things that he's saying and actually implementing them because we're putting we're putting these guys in your face. He could be a digital mentor for you. I hope you guys are understanding this. Now, follow us on Instagram at underscore on the porch. Follow us on Instagram. We're dropping heat every day, dropping clips just in case you couldn't catch the whole episode. Just go listen to the clips. We're going to put some highlights on there. And guys, follow me on Instagram at underscore Mr. Dot Mindset. That's last, but I mean, not least, I guess. But follow me on Instagram, BJ. Hey, guys, we brought y'all another great guest. Jay's been dropping a lot of game, a lot of knowledge, something that y'all could like take action in your life today and make your life better and continue to grow. But y'all go ahead and follow me at underscore BJ Real. Y'all can go follow the podcast at underscore on the ports. Like I say all the time, we're not hard to find, guys. And we're growing, guys. We see the love, support. I would appreciate y'all. Subscribers are going crazy right now, guys. If you haven't already, leave a like, leave a comment. I think we respond to like mostly all everybody. The we're responding. To we're responding to everybody, guys. Like we said, if y'all show us love, we're gonna show you love back. But make sure you're liking, commenting, and subscribing, and we're gonna keep pushing out the best game that we could give y'all on a daily basis. Like we said, and guess what? We're out, Peace. and we're gone. Peace, man. That was a hell. Of a oh my goodness, came in this thing. Hey, run that shit up, Chase.